From F.E. Warren Air Force Base in Cheyenne, Wyoming, this is Missile Minutia, the official podcast of the 90th Missile Wing and Team F.E. Warren. Here are your hosts. Hello, Mighty 90. I'm Tech Sergeant Tyler Placey from the 90th Missile Wing Public Affairs Office. And I'm Glenn Robertson, also from PA. So let's get right to it. This is the first podcast from Public Affairs, and we saw it as an opportunity to get information from our town halls out to folks who might not have the time to watch a Facebook Live, but they might be able to listen to a short podcast on the way to work and get some helpful updates. So we're going to put together some sound bites from the town halls, at least for now. We'll see what this thing becomes after everything settled down. Here we go. The questions and answers from the town hall on May 12th. The first question we received was for updates about reopening the base. Let's go to Colonel Benetti for that response. As the state reopens, I'm very cautious, right? I'm cautiously optimistic, let's put it that way. So I, I would like us to be able to look after the incubation period uh, once the, the city opens, once the state opens. Uh, and we'll see what, the, what happens, right? And then we'll make a decision based on that. Uh, we do have plans in place to, to start uh, letting folks in, letting visitors in, uh, easing the restrictions, taking the retiree hours and, and getting rid of those and just opening up the base to retirees, their dependents and veterans. But we can't make a, a concrete decision yet until we see what that landscape looks like after the, the incubation period once the state opens back up. And don't forget too, the Secretary of Defense has declared for all installations, for all DOD installations that we're still in health protection condition Charlie. We're not out of the woods yet, folks. Uh, it's still rising, a couple of hundred in uh, Nebraska every day, over 500, most of the time over 600 in uh, Colorado every day. And when I look at that map, it's coming straight up 25. I am worried and I'll continue to be worried and I will continue to be uh, cautious when it comes to expending the resources that we have here, the valuable resources that protect our area and their family and preserve national security. We're gonna make sure we always do that. So uh, it's a good question. I want to get back to normal, but we're going to do it very, very, very cautiously. Now that we've got a bit more information on the thoughts behind opening the base, Glenn, what's our next question? So there was a question about DSI, or Disciplined Self-Isolation. Chief and Colonel B gave us some updates on where to go for more information on that. All your DSI questions can be easily answered through your squadron leadership. They're happy to give you that guidance, but hey, I don't mind answering on Facebook. Um, so what I'll tell you is, let's, see, let's take a couple scenarios. Uh, Chief did this, and if you look at Chief's, uh, she's got a really, really, really good um, uh, set of examples put together that it's been out there well, for like a couple weeks now, right? The question and answers. Right. Yeah. yeah, so a lot of scenarios are already out there and done. So if you want to take a look at the, the Chief's page, she's, look at those scenarios. I think it'll answer all those questions for you, but... Yeah. It gives a shout if you don't get the answer. Yeah. And if you're in DSI uh, or restriction of movement, make sure you know which one that you're in. And especially if you're in DSI, make sure you know all the do's and don'ts, okay? That's going to help you stay safe. After the reminder of DSI expectations and who to ask for information, how about some things our airmen can do when they're not in DSI? The Force Support Squadron is still working hard to put on events and keep people active on base. Luke Service from FSS came on to let us know what they're doing for Team Warren. Um, so the rest of the week, we still have um, family camping packages available. So if you're looking to reserve for Memorial Day weekend coming up in two weeks, um, or you want to get out of the house, even if you just want to go down to our fam camp, set up a tent, 
I'm happy to do so. So those things are still available this week. And then going into next week and this weekend, um, we have a scavenger hunt that we're doing on the 17th. You can do the scavenger hunt with your family, um, stay socially distanced, and then obviously you can post those pictures to Facebook. We'll pick a winner of the scavenger hunts. Um, we have National Slushy Day on the 20th. So we'll do half price slushies from 7 to 11. So if you thought you were over coffee from 7 to 11 and you really needed a brain freeze at 7 a.m., um, slushies from 7 to 11 curbside at Awake as well. And then the big one is we finally fulfilled the promise on the drive-in movie. Woo! So Memorial Day weekend, the 22nd, 23rd, and 24th, um, we'll be doing drive-in movies at the old golf course, now the Warren Adventure Park in the parking lot. So we tested it. It all works. Feel like a comm squadron. We have FM transmitters that'll play the audio into your car speakers. Awesome. Um, and then we've got Toy Story 4, um, Rise of Skywalker, so a little Star Wars for Major Wolf. Um, and then the last one we have is The Lion King. So 22nd is Toy Story 4, 23rd is The Lion King, 24th is Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. Those will all be at 8.30 p.m. So that's right when it gets dark enough to get good. And how much do those cost? Those are free. Woo! So we're working out some details as far as maybe snacks and refreshments. We'll see how that goes. But right now we'll definitely at least have the movies. You'll be able to hear it in your car. Um, we'll give you guys something else to do. Clearly, FSS is continuing to provide fun things to do, even if we can't all get together right now. Glenn, how about those folks who may need to leave the state? The next question was about medical appointments in Colorado, with some doctor's offices opening up down there. Yeah, so again, medical appointments are going to be excluded. We're going to ask you to follow the CDC guidelines. Uh, when you're on orders to go there, you're, you make an official appointment. Uh, you are going as you've been directed. So we'll expect you to go to those appointments. Um, I wouldn't hang out down there. Remember, safer at home is their thing right now, and that's a 10-mile radius from their homes. So uh, not a lot going out down there. And, and as I said, I, I'm, I'm still cautious about this. But if you do have an appointment that you have to go to, I, I want you to make sure you take care of your medical needs. You are on orders to do that. Colonel B also wanted to remind the troops that there are restrictions and things to remember when you return from travel out of state. When you come back, you're in 14 days of of DSI. Um, so the answer is yes, it's okay for you to do that, right? I mean, you're, you're okay to do that, but there are restrictions that will happen on the other side. Please let your squadron commander know. We'll put you into the, uh, the discipline self-isolation, the self-quarantine kind of thing, and then uh, that restriction of movement will, will take place in 14 days. Listen, I know that the governor's uh, orders expired on the 8th of May. We're following that, but remember that didn't expire for all of the military service members, right? It didn't expire for our DOD civilians and anyone on the federal installation. So uh, the, the Secretary of Defense still has that letter out there from the, I wrote down, the 8th of May, I think it is? 11th of no, March, 11th. sorry, 11th of March, uh, that establishes the 14-day requirement. It's called uh, Force Protect Health Protection Guidance Supplement 4 for DOD travelers. Uh, and that still keeps it out there for us. So. Uh, the answer is yes. You, you can still do that. You can still take your kids down there. But when you come back, it, it's going to be 14 days before we let you back on base and interacting with folks. But we have telework options. So let's make sure we're still doing telework for those folks that are doing those types of things. We have ways to be productive when you're in restriction of movement. Uh, and I will also tell you that we're still in health protection condition, Charlie. We still have a public health emergency out there. Neither of those things have been rescinded. So all of those measures that we're doing are still in effect. We are doing some small things to open up the base, 
but we are intentionally going to lag behind the state. We have to remember the safety of our airmen and, our fa- and their families and our families are, is our priority. And we've got to make sure they're, they're taken care of. We've got to make sure that's happening for those folks because the second priority, which is our ex- executing that mission and underpinning the national security, doesn't happen unless our airmen are safe and their families are safe. So we've got to do this, and uh, that's not going to change for a while. Keeping with the theme of travel, Sergeant Placey, what's going on with people coming to FE? The next question referred to troops PCSing to FE Warren and what's expected from them in terms of isolation upon arrival. So remember, it's, it's not a quarantine, right? There's only one person who's going to be able to do that quarantine. She's sitting right here, right? So she's going to medically quarantine people. Everything else is a 14-day restriction of movement, and that's assigned by the commander. That will not change in the foreseeable future. It's going to be 14 days when you come back in. That's the, the germination period or the uh, incubation, incubation period for the virus. So it's going to continue to be that way. We're going to continue to enforce that 14 days. But if you have a house and you move into that house and you stay there, great. I, I want you to be comfortable for 14 days. I, I don't want you to suffer. If you get an apartment and you go into that apartment for 14 days, great. Uh, so those rules have been laid out. The first sergeants all know them. Uh, they're all executing in that manner, so please ensure that you're contacting your squadron leadership and talking through those. Additionally, things. Colonel B and Chief addressed questions about receiving orders to PCS out. I, I haven't heard anyone not get orders, have you? Right, that that should still be um, going on as normal. Now, everybody's RNLTD date, report no later than date, was pushed back. So typically you don't get your orders within uh, too early. So that could be the thing that... Um, that could be holding yours up. Just make sure you have all the paperwork into MPF and MPF, uh, you know, your assignments counselor can tell you exactly what's going on with your assignment. So if you are to have orders right now and you believe that they're a little late, get with your MPF counselor, your assignments counselor, because they can give you the exact answer for your situation. Yeah, I mean, you may have a TDY for school or some other boondoggle on there that they have to take into account. So, you know, you gotta, you got to work those things through. So it's going to be on a case-by-case basis. So we've talked about orders. What about one of the biggest events for Cheyenne and the base? Any news on CFD? Regarding Cheyenne Frontier Days, are there any updates on CFD for this year? CFD is in negotiations with the state to figure out how uh, they can do CFD safely. And when they, get the, when they get the how, then we'll decide how we can support. Uh, again, my intention is to support. My intention is to see how we can get to yes on all of these things. But we will have to t- make sure that we have a segment of our population that's protected and able to, to uh, execute the mission, uh, that's able to be protected, that's able to be uh, ready on a moment's notice to, to uh, execute the president's orders when necessary. So we will... Uh, we're going to work through that. That's always difficult, and we're going to figure that out. So I'm sure folks are going to ask about Fort D.A. Russell days. Same thing, uh, that we, we lockstep those together with CFD, and uh, we, we're not going to make a decision until we get a decision. I think I heard at the end of the month they're supposed to, to make that decision on uh, Cheyenne Frontier days. And as soon as we know, you'll know. Uh, but, but again, my, the bond between the city of Cheyenne and the base is so great, uh, it would be a disservice to do anything else but figure out how to get to yes on that uh, if they need our support. And we'll do that. We will. Um, and so we'll keep continue working through that. But understand, uh, regardless of if they say yes, 
Uh, there's going to be additional health protection measures that will have to be taken. This is not going away in July. This is not going away in August. Uh, we will have to make sure that our folks are taking the right PPE, that are doing the right kind of social distancing, that are taking care of themselves so they're able to execute the mission. Uh, because again, the, our priority is the safety of our airmen and their family, so I'm not going to put them in danger. And then we're going to make sure that we have the right number of forces to execute the mission. Uh, I know I sound like a broken record, but that's what we do here, folks. That's what we are. To close everything out, both Chief Bettisworth and Colonel Benetti had some uplifting messages for everyone out there making sure our no-fail mission is getting done. I get really excited when we have these Facebook Lives uh, because every time we have one now, I know we are a week closer uh, to getting to a new normalcy, right? And, and things just keep getting better and better, all because of the efforts that we put forward but it's not easy it's absolutely not easy and i had to take a step back about a week ago and this has been heavy on my mind i kind of want to share something with you we have a mill to mill couple out there uh, jennifer and david their kids were raising funds for a friend of theirs whose dream was to enter the air force and in december he was diagnosed with cancer and so his uh, dream will no longer happen. But to that child, um, and he's in high school here, uh, I think Roberto, Robert, Robert is his name. I think he just recently got out of the hospital. And Robert, I promise you, as soon as we can have visitors come on base, we will give you a tour of the base. We'll take you out um, to show you uh, what our missileers do, what our maintainers do, what our defenders do, and absolutely wish you the best. Uh, life still goes on and I can't imagine what you're going through right now. There's a lot of people who, um, things are still happening and it's extremely tough and put this on top of it uh, just makes it that much harder to deal with, but we are all here for you. Um, and that's to everybody out there. Everybody who, you know, is um, having a hard time with whatever you're going through, add this to your life, it doesn't help. I, I know that. But we're all in this together. There's so many resources out there. You see all the spouses on the page. You see, uh, you know, MFLAX are there available. Um, chaplains, we're all here for you. Um, so know that. Know that all the information that we get uh, as soon as we get it, we're going to distribute it. You're going to know what we know, the decisions that we make, um, and we're going to be as transparent as we possibly can with everything. And then the last I will say is I hope that you're, I hope that you're proud uh, to be a part of the Mindy 90 uh, because as you have witnessed over the last couple of months, there is no pause button for the nuke mission. And our readiness has not decreased one bit because of every single one of you. Airmen, civilians, family members, the city of Cheyenne, our military affairs committee, everybody pulling together has made this mission happen. So thank you again for tuning in and I cannot wait to tune in next week and we'll be a week closer uh, to getting through this. Those are some powerful words from Chief. Now let's turn to some parting messages from Colonel Benetti. I am, I am very proud to be part of this team. 
Uh, I know that uh, I watch each and every one of you do amazing things for each other and for this mission every single minute of every single day. You have absolutely shown us that your priority is our priority, which is the safety of our airmen and their families. You are absolutely amazing at understanding that we have to continue to do the restrictions that we're doing, the limitations that we're doing, the cautious steps back to normalcy that we're doing to ensure that we protect the safety and the sanctity of this mission so that it's ready to go and it underpins our national security at every turn. Um, there are people out in the field right now protecting you, providing you with a warm blanket of deterrence that you sleep under every night. Uh, it's absolutely happening and I'm very proud of every single one of the folks that are doing that today, that do it tomorrow, that did it yesterday. Uh, there will be more that follow in our footsteps and there will be people that, uh, that came before us too that we, we should thank. Uh, but I thank every single one of you for all of the things that you're doing for us and for understanding that we're going to get through this together. The Chief said it best, this is something that we're going to do together. So um, again, we make no decisions in bubbles. Uh, we take everyone's input. We have to listen to what's going on. We're here to help. And I ask you to not suffer in silence. If there's things that you have questions on, if there's problems presenting themselves, if there's issues that you need help with, do not stew in those. Do not suffer. Let us know what those are. Talk to your leadership. Talk to your, your uh, MFLAC. Talk to your, your chaplain. Uh, talk to anyone that you need to talk to. Our mental health facilities are fantastic. Talk to all of those folks. Uh, find a friend. Have a conversation. Don't suffer in silence. Uh, call the chief and I. Call us. I, I know your squadron leadership wants you to call them first, though. <laughs> but call us. We'll, we're here to help. So I, I ask you, and I, uh, for, again, for your patience as we go through this, because uh, these are things that we're going to have to do as a nation for a while. They're going to be here. They're not going away. Uh, and it's going to be um, just uncomfortable for many people because they're going to see you know, crazy riots that people believe were taking away their, their constitutional rights. But we're not. We're not. We're part of the military. The reason that we're here to support and defend the Constitution of the United States is part of our oath that we take. And that's what we do as service members. So I thank you all for continuing to do that. And I look forward to talking to all of you soon. Have a great night, Mighty 90. So that's it, folks. That brings our first edition of Missile Minutia to a close. Hope to see you again next week.